0: We could survive that! We could survive that! We could survive- Piranha. They're here. They're hungry.
1: They'll eat you alive. Who can stop them? Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack and today I'm joined by someone who's acting a bit fishy. It's Chris. I
0: was going to imitate the sound of a piranha, but I don't know how to. That's definitely not how a piranha it's like a goes. It's a chipmunk. It's a chipmunk, yes. You ever seen piranhas eat in real life? Strip flesh from bone.
1: Well, I've seen a 1978 film adaptation of what people from the 70s think piranhas eat like.
0: I have seen them eat in real life.
1: Have you been feeding people to <laughs> a pools full of piranha?
0: Naturally. Ugh. Now I was in London Aquarium. And, and you pushed
1: a child in
0: pushed i picked up and threw with all my might across the room
1: shot putted a small (laughs) infant (laughs) into a pool of piranha oh yeah this week we're getting down and dirty with the fishes we're sleeping with the fishes piranha this week we're going back to the 70s where the fish were toothier and the the ladies had bigger hair and so did some of the men mullets man
0: They were... I like 80s hairstyles. Why? I don't know. I always enjoy it. I watch Terminator or, well, another 80s film. (laughs) Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. For example. I like the hairstyles.
1: It's because they're in keeping with your philosophy that bigger is better.
0: Bigger is better.
1: (laughs) Especially with hair. So, right, Chris, shall we get our teeth uh, into...
0: (laughs) Is this going to be full of puns this entire show?
1: I will do my best to put as many puns into this episode as possible. So let's get into it, Chris. Two teens break into a army research facility uh, which is located up a mountain.
0: Easily break into?
1: Yeah, well it's deserted apart from one crazed scientist who doesn't get involved at this point. But yeah, it's it's unguarded and they manage to break in through one of these fences and they find themselves a little a pool, a lagoon. Uh, and they decide that they're going to go for a swim in this. Uh, David, the boyfriend, is a bit nervous and he speculates that this might be some kind of wastewater facility and, and sewage and stuff. And he's not too keen to go into it, but is uh, persuaded to go in when his girlfriend Barbara jumps in and uh, he follows. They have a bit of a swim. Then David is bitten by something in this tank. And uh, he's quickly munched by a load of piranha. And Barbara has a swim around shouting for David. She she not see the blood coming up. There was loads of blood and she doesn't do anything. But shout David's name and then she eventually gets munched. And is so close to making it to the side of the tank. But doesn't get there in time and is killed through blood loss. Or trauma or shock or something. But yeah, Chris... (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, this is really easy to survive, it is, isn't it? First off, if you're going to break into an abandoned military thing, don't. A it's illegal for one. It is, but I'm not going to always say don't because you want to have some fun. So if you're sure it's abandoned, it can't hurt. To quote David, a little bit of law breaking will do you good. <laughs> Fair enough. So, then yeah, there you go.
1: He's a wise man.
0: But do they know it's it was a m- military base, or do they just know it's an abandoned building on the hills? Where yeah, children go to frolic or whatever to
1: frolic and gallivant. No, and just from the line that David thinks it's a sewage treatment facility,
0: right? Okay, they it's fair enough. that's fine. They, yeah, go, so they go in, they go in. I can't see why they would go swimming in a tank of, of water or a lagoon of water, whatever you want to call it. That they find it's an abandoned building, it's gonna have dirt everywhere, it's gonna have grime everywhere. You don't know, like, he thinks it's sewage water, yeah, it could be. Waste. It could be anything in well, there. well has
1: been it's been—it's water that's been sat there for a while. So exactly. It's so it's probably horrible. stagnant.
0: It's going to be disgusting. Yeah. And I know. I'm guessing they didn't go there with the intention to go swimming in it. So I'm guessing they didn't have like any uh, swimming outfits.
1: No, they do it in the nudie.
0: Yep. Which is even worse. It's just disgusting swimming in dirty water anyway. Yeah. Completely exposed and stuff Exactly. You've got a cut on your leg or something. You're dead. Yeah. So don't do it. So David is
1: obviously a surprise death and. Barbara should have gotten out immediately. As soon once. As blood. Yeah, all, all the blood throughing up, all the water uh, becoming active and bubbly. Yeah, you get out of there. David's gone, man.
0: It'd be different if he resurfaced and he was like, Barbara, save me, whatever. You'd be like, oh, I can get to him. If it's just blood, a toe, and stuff is <laughs> coming up, then you think, no, jump out of the pool. And then you can scream David of the water all you like.
1: Yeah, rather than being in the water and being yeah. in danger of being munched yourself. So that's not good. Uh, but David and Barbara's death does kick the film into a gear where we are introduced to PI slash missings person locator Maggie. And uh, she's at an airport when we first meet her playing a Jaws arcade game. It's wearing its influences on its sleeve, which is which is fine because just about every ooh, there's a monster in the water or in the sea is going to be compared to Jaws, which Mm. did it the best. Uh, Not to throw shade on Piranha. It's got its own charm. But yeah, so Maggie is sent off to find David and Barbara and her first port of call is to interview some of the locals that live on this mountain. And one of those is a guy called Paul. He's kind of a loner. He's got a daughter. He's divorced from his wife. His daughter's not living with him at the moment. She's at a summer camp at the bottom of the mountain uh, where she's doing swimming stuff and bits and bobs. But yeah, Paul's kind of a drunk. You'd like him. He carries around a hip flask with tequila in it or whiskey or something. Excellent. <laughs> Some Yeah, something delicious. So Maggie eventually persuades Paul to help her go up the mountain and look for these kids, and they break into the uh, army research facility. And there's a weird stop-motion lizard creature, (laughs) which is weird and out of place, uh, uh, running about the lab. It doesn't interfere or attack anyone, but there are some strange creatures in jars and things that really freak Paul out. So... Maggie eventually decides that the kids must have drowned in this uh, tank and the quickest and easiest way to find if they were killed is to drain the tank. So they do that and are attacked by Dr. Robert Hoke who is the sole researcher left on this army base and he tries to stop them unleashing uh, the water from the tank which in turn will release these piranha which are genetically modified piranha so they can survive in freshwater, saltwater. They're smarter than your average piranha. They breed quicker and they're generally more horrible and
0: more aggressive.
1: Yeah, just nasty sons of bitches.
0: So at the moment this lone scientist is the hero of the film attempting to stop the release of these dangerous predators into the waters and save lives.
1: Yes, but he doesn't go about it the the right way because he attacks them without saying or explaining anything. He just batters Paul and then eventually Maggie, using Paul's uh, hip flask, manages to knock him out.
0: How heavy is this hip flask? (laughs)
1: It's a big hip flask, Chris. Oh my God. It's more like a tankard than anything.
0: My days. I've got a hip flask, but it's like tiny, like they're meant to be.
1: (laughs) Oh no, weak ass, Chris. (laughs) You need a bigger hip flask. So they leave uh, the doctor knocked out and they go and inspect the drained remains of the tank and they find a dog skeleton uh, but they don't find uh, the remains of David and Barbara and as they're looking they hear the sound of Maggie's jeep being turned on and it's the doctor taking it and going down to, to town to warn people that there's mutant piranhas in the water now but because of his head injury he's a bit woozy and he ends up crashing the jeep and uh, Paul and Maggie eventually catch up to him. And he tells them, oh no, it's nasty evil piranhas and we've got to tell people. Paul offers to take them down to town using this wooden raft that he constructed with his daughter. No nails, it's all roped up. Where did he uh, get this raft from? He he made it with his daughter a, a while back. But How's it close to where they crashed? They walk back down to his hut and then they go but the, the important thing is the raft is vulnerable to piranha attack
0: oh good okay
1: which is, is always handy so we come to the third victim of these vicious piranhas a guy called jack who's paul's friend who goes down to town and gets him tequila and all sorts of lovely alcohol Uh, He's fishing, he's got his feet in the water and then the piranha attack, obviously, nibble off his feet and by the time uh, our crew's raft drifts by, Jack's been killed, his legs have been munched, he's tried to crawl away to his house but blood loss and shock have taken their toll. I wouldn't have thought piranha would have had enough strength to keep you from pulling out your feet.
0: No, but then you say these are genetically genetically modified ones, so they're meant to be stronger. I don't know. Maybe it's just the shock of it. It was just it was so fast that he just didn't have time to react. I mean, normal piranha can strip meat quite quickly.
1: Yeah, but, but if you get nibbled by something, you pull your feet out immediately, don't you? Unless
0: he was like, "Ooh, ooh this I is like nice. it. <laughs> oh, keep going, keep going." So he just sits there <laughs> while I just munch on his feet, screaming. Yeah, they must have held his feet then. I. I can't understand why he wouldn't have pulled them out.
1: Plot convenience? Yes,
0: yeah, it's, it's the a writer's being lazy, they're like, this is making him an imbecile. Keeps feet in water while well, being I think, munched.
1: I think he's drunk at this point because he's telling his dog about uh, his old dog who got killed, which is not the story you want to tell your dog, is it? No,
0: <laughs> it's not. <Okay. laughs> For
1: scaring the dog, yeah, you get munched, Jack. You get munched good.
0: Okay, so being drunk is probably, probably, yeah, it must have been drunk. A combination of the. The sudden shock and blood loss, and he was just—he didn't react in time. He just shut down.
1: Yeah, took him off guard, maybe.
0: Yeah. Was he fishing, or was he just sitting there? He was fishing. Yeah, he was And that's fishing. probably
1: what drew the piranha to him in the him. first place. So if yeah. you were
0: fishing, would you have your feet in the water as well?
1: Go- no, not really. But it—it it is kind of hot, uh, so maybe he's cooling down, and he's probably not fishing for food or for serious competition or anything like that. So he can—he can afford to be uh, a bit. Um, chilled, relaxed yeah, laid back sort of thing yeah Uh, the next victim of the deadly piranha is a a man called Dad he's just Dad he's called Dad he's called Dad I don't I didn't catch his proper name but uh, he's in a canoe with his son called (laughs) Son really? no I'm just giving them their names and uh, Dad is trying to that sounds so weird I know he's trying to untangle this fishing net And he manages to get his hand tangled in it so he can't pull it free. And, of course, the piranha attack. uh, Start nibbling at his hand and his arm that are submerged. And he can't get them out because of the the wire. And he eventually falls in when the canoe tips over. And the son manages to climb onto the underbelly of it. Because the canoe's now upside down. And uh, Dad's dead.
0: But the kid survives.
1: The kid survives. And then when... Paul and the raft show up. They, they rescue the kid. But uh, yes, when Paul goes to save the son, he's trying to paddle over in his in his raft. But it's it's not quick enough for what the the doctor wants. And he jumps into the water. He's been battered from the uh, the attack from Maggie, and the jeep crash. So he's bleeding from the head and oh, okay. I think his arms messed up. So he jumps in not wise because the smell of blood turns piranha mutated or otherwise into a feeding frenzy so that's not good for a doctor that's not very clever so he jumps in grabs the kid passes him over to paul he gets pulled onto the raft but that just makes things worse because the blood dripping from his body draws the piranha and they start munching the raft uh, and all the logs start falling off and they only just managed to escape onto dry land and have to dump uh, Dr. Robert's body into the water and to distract the piranha and give them something to eat rather than the raft. So, what do you think of that whole situation?
0: I had a guy get his hand tangled in the net trying to pull it up. I, I don't know Was well, the net out To catch fish already And he was like Right I'm going to Pull it in and see What I've got And then his hand Got tangled then
1: The scene starts With his hand tangled So
0: Okay so he's An inexperienced fisherman
1: Well he might not Be a fisherman He's just a guy Going out with his son Fishing He could be a banker
0: For all we How know How do you get your hand Tangled in the net though Well
1: he's trying to Untangle it And maybe the current Wafted some other Netting around his hand Or something
0: If he's attempting To untangle it that means it was pre-tangled before they left land.
1: Well, no, because it's in the water already.
0: Stop trying to defend this silly I'm fisherman. Ju- I'm, just, I'm just trying <laughs> to you're get making past excuses. this nitpicking. I I would assume if you're going out on the boat to fish at some point, you would take a knife with you.
1: So cut your hand off. To Do a 127 hours. I was going to say
0: cut the net. But if you want to go down no, that cut route... cut your hand. Cut the hand, cut the hand. It's
1: good enough for James Franco. It's good enough for Dad.
0: I would say taking a knife... To cut the net, through as soon as your hand's caught, and you feel, so, especially if you feel something go for your hand, I'd have a knife out straight away and just cut through the net, hand out. Maybe it would have been a bit bitten and torn, but you would have lived.
1: The canoe probably would have still tipped over as well in the in the panic.
0: So you so got to remain cool in these situations, calm, collected. Oh no,
1: my hand is trapped, and now it is being eaten by mutated fish.
0: Son, please pass me the knife.
1: <laughs> in your own time, don't worry. You finished screaming. <laughs>
0: As for the scientist dude Whatever his name was
1: Dr. Robert Dr. Robert Oka.
0: Okay, as for Robbie Robert the Robster If he was planning on getting in And getting a kid And getting out alive That was stupid If he knew he was going to die there's a valiant sacrifice To save the younger generation But he, he knows about his priority, He probably helped design them He did,
1: yes He's yeah, the so... one that knows the most About the parade.
0: Well, there you go then So he would have known Even with a head injury He should have realised Jumping in would have resulted In his death Especially he's bleeding from the head So I'm going to say don't be the hero Because he, he must have known So he must have done this as a sacrifice thing Like I'll save the child, remember my name
1: Yeah and Paul and Maggie managed to row the raft To the to the sinking canoe fairly quickly anyway So there's not much point
0: He's just trying to be the hero He's trying to redeem himself for these piranhas He created them, he looked after them Why he didn't kill them I don't know
1: yeah and maggie and paul do confront him about this why he kept them alive
0: for so long but what was his answer why did he keep them alive for science oh for fuck's sake
1: and also there's always going to be another war because these piranha have been made to be weapons and the original plan was that they were going to release them in vietnam i think and then yeah they'd kill all the fish and then all the Vietnamese people would starve or something I don't know it's not a great plan either way
0: oh, okay in that case you should have just poison the fish tank and just got out of there that's what I would have done yeah poisoning bye bye mutate piranha I'm off to California to mutate some to mutate some more <laughs> animals
1: mutate some palm trees or something like right, that
0: yeah don't play the hero that's a lot of these films with you know the people are stranded they're dying jaws this whatever don't be the hero you stay back, stay out the limelight, you do what you have to do to survive.
1: But he was redeeming himself, do you not? think that's He could a have noble redeemed himself cause? by
0: killing the fish in the first place.
1: Yes, good point, Chris.
0: And none of this would have happened. He would have saved a lot more lives doing this rather than the one kid. I don't even know if the kid could die later in the film. kind of oh, hope he well, does because it would make his death completely pointless.
1: Well, when they do get to land, the kid does sort of disappear. I think he's left with uh, all of the campers. The, the kid campers at the, then the him. summer camp. No, I don't think he's eaten. No. But um, the, doc, the doc is killed, leaving Paul to try and run to the dam because it's a race against time to make sure that the piranha aren't let through the dam and then they can go and attack all the, the kids, including Paul's daughter. So he obviously doesn't want that. He does make it in time and manages to stop the dam being open. And then he calls in uh, the military, Colonel Waxman and a doctor who also worked with Robert in the making of these piranha. And they're there essentially to try and cover up the existence of the piranha and to try and conceal Colonel Waxman's uh, vested interest in a water theme park resort thing that's opening up later in the film.
0: (laughs) What's this got to do with anything?
1: It's very convoluted, uh, involving our old friend uh, Dick Miller from Chopping Mall and uh, Terminator and a whole bunch of things. You know the janitor from Chopping Mall?
0: Oh, yeah. It's that guy.
1: He's he's recently expanded into weird...
0: (laughs) I don't think he's recently expanded into... I think he's already done these films before we were even born.
1: Yeah, Colonel Waxman's there for his own nefarious money-grabbing needs. And... um, he wants to keep the piranha a secret so he locks up Maggie and Paul who manage to escape and are then recaptured by the police uh, under the colonel's orders they escape again uh, by using sophisticated plumbing and bashing in a police officer's head with
0: oh my god (laughs) did they kill this police officer
1: (laughs) no he's alive but
0: how do you know do you see him wake up again
1: well, no, they say he's alive. I'm Hope. taking their word for it. Yeah, so. but you
0: don't know what condition he's in. He could be comatosed. He could wake up and not remember anything.
1: Maybe. He's also left in a prison cell that's filling up with water, so maybe... Oh, well, well there you <laughs> go off then. Off. They killed him. <laughs> he drowns. Or maybe a piranha swims up through the plumbing and munches his face. No, I think he's alive. I disagree. Okay. So, yeah, they, they escape imprisonment again and race to the summer camp where Paul's daughter uh, Susie is refusing to participate in a rubber ring race because she's afraid of the water and rightly so
0: Hang on, she's at a summer camp thing that does water activities but she's scared of water yes why did she go
1: Uh, because her dad's a drunk and they also do other things they do like crafting and, and stuff like that but yeah mm,
0: okay. it's a,
1: he's a deadbeat dad
0: She's How old is her daughter? She's not old enough to just go off and do what she wants.
1: No, about seven, eight, maybe.
0: Oh, okay, right. So,
1: yeah, she's afraid to get into the water. And then, of course, the piranha attack and uh, all the kids get uh, nibbled. None of them die, though. Yeah, they,
0: they won't show it, will they? They're too scared to kill a kid in the film.
1: No, true. They do all manage to get uh, out onto the side of the river, apart from two camp counsellors who are stranded in a rubber ring. And uh, the piranha are about to pop their their ring, and and then they'll be in the water, and then they'll be eaten. But luckily, Susie gets into a uh, a boat, uh, pushes it out into the water, paddles out, and saves them. Uh, well, she saves one of them, and then the other one. The boat starts to drift away, and then the piranhas pop the rubber ring, and then she's eaten, and everyone's very sad. So, y- yeah. Surely the camp counselors should have a boat, or like a raft or something. They shouldn't yeah. be forced on the rubber rings as well. If
0: it's a rubber ring race, for health and safety reasons, you want that adults close by in case the kids can't swim or one falls in. Yeah, they need to get there quickly. Rubber ring? No. So like not you not known for their speed, are they? They're not. No. When you picture the rubber ring, you don't see them flying down the river. They're more well, laying in it drinking a mojito. They're...
1: Well, unless they're tied to a speedboat.
0: Which these aren't, I'm assuming. Oh, no. No, of course not. So, yeah, they should have had their own sort of canoe paddle boat, something they could have got off through the water quickly with to rescue said kids. So when this attack happened, I mean, they could have even had paddles in the rubber ring. They could have paddled that.
1: They've not got proper paddles, so if they wanted to try and move it, they would have had to put fingers and hands and feet into the water, which you don't want when it's filled with flesh-eating fishies so
0: yeah, that's fair enough so yeah have your own boat a canoe or something you can get around quickly to get to the children if need be and they would have been fine because then once the attack happened all the kids would get out and then the teachers would just paddled back would have been fine maybe hit a few piranha
1: maybe save a couple of kids as well
0: you said all the kids survived anyway
1: yeah but it would have helped wouldn't it there would have been less injuries Or use... little Timmy could have had gone gone back to school with all of his fingers rather than nine
0: Timmy nine finger Gross become a notorious gangster. Oh, yeah. His signature move is that uh, when he kills off his enemies...
1: He bites off their index finger. The oh, same finger say... that the piranha took from him. I was going
0: to say, he puts a piranha in her mouth or something. Oh, ooh. No, after he's killed them. Not how to kill oh. them, but after he's killed them. like he leaves It's like a calling card. He's called Timmy Nine Finger Piranha.
1: That's a coincidence. Is Piranha his real name, or...? Did he give it? No, he changed himself. his last name to Piranha. Oh. So After he everyone, was traumatized.
0: Yeah, but people he will always t- always call him Mr. Piranha or Nine Fingers.
1: I want to see that film. <laughs> so do I. Yeah, terrifying stuff. So Paul and Maggie get to the child's campsite uh, too late uh, to do anything about the attack, but they do decide that they're going to go to dick miller's new adult whatever resort thingy Um, adult resort well it's for grown-ups there's no kids so lots of bloodshed in this in this excellent which they couldn't do with the rubber ringy race so yeah they get there but all hell has already broken loose colonel waxman's there uh one to see how his investment is is doing and two to tell dick miller not to acknowledge the existence of these piranha and keep things going as as normal as possible. Oh my god, this
0: place <laughs> this general is uh, colonel, colonel, a Colonel. Oh, colonel, Chris. sorry. And know. very uh, a
1: very large lady also tells him, Oh you're still a colonel He then calls her a cow so
0: Wow. What she's saying you're a colonel as I'm surprised you've still got a job or I'm surprised you're not a high rank yet.
1: Yeah, not that you're not promoted yet.
0: I don't see why they should promote him. He's probably makes you know decisions like this all the time. Yeah. He's as bad as that guy from the mummy is like, I know you've just blown this hole in the ground, but go down and have a look.
1: But he's even worse, because he's the one in charge, and he's the one making underhand deals, isn't he? Yeah,
0: that's, that's true. That's, that's not who yeah. you want in
1: charge. But, um, yeah, so the colonel goes on to this big uh, party boat kind of thing, and then when the piranha attack, all hell breaks loose, everyone's trying to get out of the water. There's an explosion that's unnecessary when a boat flies off another boat. I... <laughs>
0: A boat flies off another boat. Well, they crash and it goes flying uh, Yeah, it goes air.
1: flying up and the one that uh, is acting as the ramp explodes. So I... I
0: never get it. That doesn't make any sense. No. Unless the propeller of uh, the flying boat was to catch the engine and hit the fuel line and then... So the fuel obviously leaked out on the boat below and then there's just a spark so they get united. Not a clue. Well, that's exactly how it happened.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, unnecessary explosion. Everyone's panicking. Some of them try to get onto the party boat and uh, this obviously overfills the boat and it starts to kind of tip waxman's there going no no get off the boat you're gonna sink us you're gonna sink us and yeah what would you do to a kind-hearted man that's pushing people off into a river filled with piranhas
0: what i do to a kind-hearted man that's pushing people off
1: yes the sarcasm chris oh right i was, gonna, I was
0: confused <laughs> i thought he's gonna it's something like a uh old, elderly kind-hearted man was trying to get on the boat and the colonel just picks him up and like launches well, him across yeah the he's thing.
1: trying to stop people coming on oh i could throw him off oh yeah he gets pulled in and munched
0: <laughs> and munched. if he knows about the piranha and he said to the guy this murderous piranha mr uh I forgot his name Dick Miller that's, Dick Miller
1: That's his actual name I don't know what his character name is
0: Okay so Mr. Richard Dick Miller There's is genetically engineered Super killing piranha They're in the water everywhere I'm going to go on the boat though <laughs> Which one? Dick Miller's like Yeah alright Yeah have fine with that yeah, Don't you go do on the that. boat Why are you getting on the boat? You know what's in the water? Stay on land it's, It makes no sense Again that's lazy writing That is lazy writing That is the writers going We need him on the boat and He knows about it Let's just say he wants to go on.
1: Oh, well, maybe it's a uh, waxman trying to keep up the facade that everything's okay and everything's all right. No, you could
0: easily do that without going into the water. You could just stand there and smile at people saying, have a good day, <gasps> have a good day. Everything's
1: okay. It's fine. Exactly.
0: It's lazy writing, that was.
1: Oh, well, it is the 70s. That
0: doesn't excuse lazy writing.
1: <laughs> of course it does. It excuses everything. Now, Chris, at this point... Paul and Maggie have had just about enough of these damn piranha so they decide they to call end call Samuel
0: L. Jackson in
1: the, yes I've had it with these motherfucking piranhas in this motherfucking river so they decide to go to where Paul used to work before he got uh, before the army took over the whole vicinity and started chopping it up and making it into weird resorts uh, and he used to work at this refinery uh, unfortunately the refinery has fallen into disrepair and it's underwater, so he has to go into the water, Of course, does Paul, to go into the control room and release all of these nasty toxins into the water that should hopefully kill these mutated killer piranha. So he ties a rope to himself, ties it to the boat, tells Maggie to count to 100, because that's as long as Paul can hold his breath for. It's an impressive feat. I can barely manage 20 seconds.
0: It's a minute of 40 seconds.
1: It is, yeah. That is really good It is
0: I'm not going to brag But uh, I actually did a test And I can hold mine For two minutes
1: Whilst swimming And being attacked uh, you by You know what piranha? Disregard
0: Disregard It was a minute Was it a minute and <laughs> a half
1: Oh fascinating stuff
0: You know what I think it was a minute and a half I did it for I didn't But that wasn't in water That was on land Obviously in water's harder Because you got pressure On your chest From the water Yes So a Killer fish Yeah Okay yeah I can't do it two minutes <laughs> Sorry for interrupting Go on
1: no, that was a fascinating segue. <laughs> Great. So, yeah, he's, he's turning this um, valve, releasing all of the nasty toxins. He's attacked, and then when Maggie eventually counts to the 100, she guns the bow, pulling him away from the piranha, out of this window, and um, to safety, and he's, he's free. And the film ends with um, Waxman's uh, doctor... Saying, "Oh, these, these these piranhas have definitely been destroyed by the pollution. There's absolutely no way that they've managed to make it into the sea and are thriving." And she looks at the camera, and she might as well have winked, because there is a sequel to this film. Piranha Two. Yes, Piranha Two is directed by James Cameron. Surprisingly, is it really? Yes, um, I think it's his first feature-length film. Okay, Don't quote that, me. That, that explains why. But yeah, in that sequel, The Piranha Can Fly. I've
0: got to watch this. <laughs> so is Piranha 3D a sequel? It's a... Uh, no, a it's a reboot. It's a reboot.
1: Yeah. I've not watched it, so I can't comment on it, but... Yeah. Interesting. It doesn't look like a piece of uh, cinematic no, that's, art.
0: I, that's what I thought. No, so... Considering when it used to be like, Piranha 3D, and just end with a lingering shot on breasts. Yes. It's like, awesome. I want to go see it.
1: You sick fuck. Yep, so the film ends with Paul, Maggie and uh, his daughter Susie All all happy and recovering from all of their injuries and Why their should sustained. they be happy?
0: Paul's friend Jack's dead I know All these other people are dead The economy of this small town has been ruined Maggie's going to have a fair reputation as a PI Because she never found the bodies no. Or any remains of the uh, the people that died at the beginning of the film. No. Paul's going to be... He's a drunk already. Now he's severely traumatised. He's going to turn to alcohol more. Again, yeah. And then his child will be taken into social services. Their lives are ruined. They're going to fall apart.
1: Yeah, Maggie's going to be questioned because she's the one that let the, the fish out in the first place. Exactly. Movie. It's her
0: fault. She's held accountable. She should be in jail. Are these characters in the second film?
1: I've not got a clue. I wouldn't have thought so.
0: No, because one's in jail. One's drunk himself to death and the other one's in care
1: yeah this (laughs) when you put it like that this happy ending doesn't seem so happy anymore it
0: doesn't they do this with a lot of films where they go through huge traumas like this and then the survivors are always semi-happy at the end no there's not the aftermath is horrific very few of these people will ever psychologically recover
1: or physically because yeah or physically paul's been in that water for a while and he does get pretty messed up
0: oh there you go then He's yeah. going to be terrified of the water. No mo- they're all going to be scared of water. Well, rightly so. They've probably got PTSD. One was going to run a bath, get in it, freak out, then run outside somewhere and, like get hit by a car.
1: Okay, extreme, but...
0: I'm just saying.
1: Your point is taken... Do you know what we
0: should do? We should start a production company.
1: Called What Happened Next.
0: Yes! And we what we do is we cur- we film like 30-minute segments, the aftermaths of certain films, and we show what happens to the characters and we portray it with them just you know, horrifically dying everything's going wrong in their life
1: it's actually not a bad idea for a podcast
0: <laughs> ooh what happens next
1: it's ours leave it alone
0: <laughs> it's our spin-off podcast coming full
1: 2018 I've not got time for another
0: podcast <laughs> fair enough
1: right Chris let's leave the traumatic uh, ending deaths. of Piranha that you've just created and traumatised everyone for the nice comforting bosom of the news now Chris there was a Game of Thrones trailer winter is here finally it's, it's here eventually yes so not much to really say especially if you've not seen it there's white walkers people are getting stabbed and cut about there's a man that's wielding a flaming sword like a lightsaber he just turns on the fire Oh brings the flame
0: to those icy bastards, so... I bet he dies instantly. Oh, yes. It's got to be Valerian Steel, isn't it? Yes, Valerian oh, Steel yeah. to, to murder them, one yeah. of them.
1: So, yeah. So, Game of Thrones coming fairly soon. I suppose we'd best do a Game of Thrones episode at some point as well. So, look forward to that. It's Season 3, I think we're on next, so good stuff. Uh, more news, Chris. The Star Wars Han Solo solo spin-off film, Chris. Has and lost... solo, solo spin-off film. Yes, okay. yes. Has lost its directors, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who directed uh, the Lego movie 21 and 22 Jump Street. They're gone, Chris! Why? Cited uh, creative differences.
0: Oh, so basically they wanted to do this and the producers were like, no, you got to do this.
1: Yes, that's apparently what it is. Um, so I'm not... I Again... I can't comment because I don't know what sort of film that they were trying to make Uh, but they do have a new director probably the polar opposite of Lord and Miller it's Ron Howard who's worked on films like The Da Vinci Code The Grinch and Inferno so they're two pretty different sets of creative people not to mention
0: wasn't Inferno was like horrendous uh,
1: yes it's not great I'm not blaming that on Ron Howard more I kind of am the source material which isn't great
0: I just haven't read the book so I can't comment
1: they're not great so don't bother but having no idea what they're trying to do with this Han Solo film
0: we don't know if this is good or bad yeah I mean I'm hoping it's good but I think it's going to be bad
1: well if they were going for a more suspenseful action film then Howard's probably the way to go if they wanted something more like-hearted and comedic then they should have stuck with Lord and Miller but since they got rid of them That's probably not what they're going for.
0: So we reckon more suspenseful, intense drama, and then everybody, bar Solo, Chewie, and Lando dying.
1: Not a clue. Gonna guess the Lord of Miller didn't try and kill young Han Solo. No, we're
0: making no sense, with it?
1: Yeah. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, and We'll have to wait until... That shakes my faith
0: in the film, though. I'm worried now. Why do you never give me any good Star Wars news?
1: I'm, ju- I'm just telling you, it could be good, but we don't know what they've been fired for. We don't know okay. what they tried to do. Maybe have Han and Chewie have a loving relationship or something. I don't know what they're trying to do, so I'm not sure what has offended Kathleen Kennedy and everyone else at Lucasfilm and Disney, so I can't expand on that. But yeah, Ron Howard's good enough to direct a, a film because he's directed others. Some of them good, some of them bad. Who knows? We'll see how this thing turns out. Chris, Sony news. Apparently, Sony thinks that the Venom solo film is in the MCU.
0: But Marvel said it isn't. Yes. Which means Sony are going to be like, hey, Tom Holland, do you want to come do Spider-Man in this film? And Marvel will be like, the hell are you trying to do? <laughs> and then it's all going to break down to shit and Sony are going to be like, you know what? You're not having Spider-Man. We're taking him back. Which means Spider-Man's last appearance will be in Spider-Man Homecoming, and then in Infinity Wars he will be like, oh yeah, Peter's gone on holiday.
1: You have to blur out his face.
0: <laughs> no, he, he's <laughs> on holiday. They don't have the rights to him. He's got, his exams are coming up, he can't come in, yeah. <laughs> and not just his face, but like, his colour is a slight his colour, his suit is a slightly different colour, the red and blue, and the logos are like changed slightly and blurred.
1: Well, I think this was a surprise to Kevin Feige as well, because last week we said that he said that it's Venom's Not in the MCU And they've not got any plans For that character So Who knows what's going on there Crossed wires Dazzler The singing mutant Is going to be in X-Men Dark Phoenix Apparently Who? Dazzler Who the hell's Dazzler? She's a cross Promotion Mutant That they made up In the 90s She's like a singer That makes magic lights And stuff
0: Right okay Whatever (laughs) Fine
1: I can see you were So interested Chris
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm worried about this Venom stuff now. I don't want Sony to start messing around with it.
1: Just put it to the back of your mind, okay? I don't can't. don't worry I about, that. Thinking about it now. Don't worry. Relax, Chris. You no need to no need to to worry. Um yeah, so Dazzler, not a fan.
0: Never heard I, of her. A... Never heard of her. A... Okay. Doesn't sound like an interesting character.
1: Moving on then. The Batman and Harley Quinn film, the animated film is getting a one day cinematic release. Ooh. Probably not near us. No, oh. but yeah, it'll be an official movie. Movie
0: is it? Um, thingy doing the voice of Batman. I forgot his name now.
1: Kevin Conroy. Yes.
0: Yes, the original Batman. Awesome. Who's voicing Harley Quinn again? It Margot Robbie in? Should no, it's it?
1: the lady from uh, the Big Bang Theory. Bernadette. Her name escapes me, but she
0: does a good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: She does a good uh, uh
0: high pitched thingy voice, do not she? Squeaky voice.
1: Yeah, but she's not doing that for Harley Quinn.
0: That would be terrible. But Harley's voice is sort of like that, though. Not, lady, no. not that much, no. <laughs>
1: no, it's not like that at all. Have you ever heard Harley Quinn? No. <laughs> terrible. No, it's it's not like that at all, but she does do a good uh, approximation to it anyway. So, yeah, good stuff. Last bit of news, Chris. Blade Runner 2099 apparently reveals if Harrison Ford is a robot or not. You o- mean
0: Blade Runner 2049?
1: What did I say 2099? You did. Yeah, I, I knew I'd do that. Spider-Man 2099. So, so yeah, okay. uh, it's apparently going to reveal if Hanzo, look, Harrison, Wow! Ford, <laughs> if Harrison Ford is a robot, which of course you'd expect it to do. Also, Ridley Scott has expressed interest in making the Blade Runner franchise kind of like Alien. So spinning it off into sequels. So what he means by that essentially is making bad movies. I got you Alien Ridley Scott and everyone that's ever tried to make a franchise
0: well I'm already worried about Blade Runner 2049 after seeing the last Alien film kind of wish I'm not going to answer the question about whether Decker is a replicant or not because that's what's good about the first film when you watch it and the way it ends it's like is he isn't he sort of thing you're not going to know but if you watch this film we find out when I re-watch the first film again that little you know the magic of not knowing might as well just end the scene before I watch it because I know he is one or isn't one done. So do you not, not hold har- an opinion
1: over whether he is a robot or is? No,
0: I like to leave it as isn't he, is he? It's fun. I'm kind of annoyed that they're going to reveal it. I don't want to know. Because Harrison Ford's always said that Decker isn't. I think Rid- So which means Ridley Scott's going to be like, nope, he is.
1: Yeah, just to piss him off. <laughs> yep. Because who doesn't want to piss off Harrison Ford?
0: I going to say George Lucas But he doesn't really care anymore now No he doesn't Which also means if Decker is a replicant He'll die because House Ford wants to kill all his characters
1: I know I've been saying he's going on a murder spree yeah. Decker's next and then it's uh, Indiana Jones
0: What about famous roles has he got? That's it That's it. <laughs> what he's known for
1: <laughs> No he'll kill off the president from Air Force One You don't know You don't see care that, no. Fine Chris how can people get in touch with us?
0: Oh, well, they can email at wecouldsurvive at gmail.com. You can find us at Twitter at wecouldsurvive. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, or Silver One. Podomatic, yes, that's our main yeah. one. We're on there. You can leave us reviews, send us emails, suggestions, your comments. No negative stuff.
1: All negative. <laughs> we love it. We're like Zool. We feed off negative energy. Uh, next week, we'll be doing another podcast.
0: I should think so, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm dumb.
0: Oh well, thank you very much. You have all been listening to We Could Survive That, your weekly survival guide to the movies. Until next time, don't go swimming. On a full stomach. Wait thirty minutes. Goodbye.